Attention homos and homettes, the train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. We're talking about labels and identity politics today. Ooh, on We the Sheeple. Because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of things to digest, mm-hmm. to break down, mm-hmm. to understand. To digest. Did you say that already? I said that <laughs> 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 to um what's that thing your stomach does? Digest. Gurgle. <laughs> digest. Um You're right. We're gonna digest about it. Yeah. Um and you know like I think this is a very interesting topic because rather than I think labels and identity politics is something in which the queer community itself is very divided over. Yeah. And that's why I felt compelled to share my opinion is because I feel like our opinion is not necessarily the dominant opinion within the queer community, mm-hmm. um, which might be interesting for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but just before we start, a disclaimer. How you identify is valid. And we have no intention of policing or controlling anyone's sexual or gender expression. We are merely postulating about the implications of labels and identity politics in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Just gotta get that out there. Take everything you say with a grain of salt. We just are two people with opinions. We're just two well-seasoned queens (laughs) who know what we're talking about better than other people, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna judge you. But at the same time, you're valid (laughs) about patronizing. Um, That's like, honestly, my, my motto in life is like, I don't give a shit how you identify. I don't give a shit how you wanna live your life. Like, even with neo-pronouns, which, like, is a whole thing that we're not going to get into today, mm-hmm. um, I, I just eventually keep coming back to, I don't care. Do your thing. I'll help you out. Yeah, it doesn't, like, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. How, how you identify, it doesn't, if, as long as it doesn't affect me mm-hmm. and hurt me or hurt other people, like, I'm not going to say anything about it. So, yeah. again, take everything we say with that in mind. Um, but I found this tweet literally today. Um, and we were, we already had planned doing this episode, but I found this tweet that I think is like our thesis statement. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Oh, it's from, like, hold on. Let me get the app so I can credit. At Sairi Jarrell. Too much focus on identity labels as tools for liberation. Too little focus on identity labels as tools for social control and compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. T-pop off. It is... It's so true, because I feel like in the beginning, we created our labels to identify each other and to, um, and to like, form a movement, yeah. like the gay and lesbian movement, and then the LGBT community to just, like, gain strength through unification. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the way, through internet culture, Tumblr, Twitter... And now TikTok, which is a microwave of identity politics, mm. um, we're gaining all this new information, all these new identities, which may or may not be necessary, depending on how... Because if you, if you just grind down every aspect of your life into a different identity, then we're all going to have, like, a million different identities. Right. What's next? Uglies? Ugly. What was it? Lookism? <laughs> Lookism. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I had a girl that won this one turf. I called her ugly. And she said she was white. And she had said it was racist that I called her ugly. 
because we got our features from the race we are, which is, in a sense, true. Because I, race is a social construct. Yeah. Based off of physical appearance. Um, and, and in a sense, the beauty standard is anglo-saxon so there are points to be made but not in her not about her <laughs> but not about her you're just ugly <laughs> you're such a bitch. Uh, but i think it's important to like this is the definition of identity politics mm-hmm. a tendency for people of a particular religion race social background etc to form exclusive political alliances moving away from traditional broad-based party top politics so like you, what you just said was exactly right. Like movements and identities were like sort of put forth as a way to like gain political recognition mm-hmm. and to gain societal cultural recognition, mm-hmm. um, which I think like has its has its place mm-hmm. and has achieved really great things. My opinion is just like where we are now, we're past that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're past the need to declare ourselves X, Y, or Z. We're past that. Like, because I feel like what the narrative is, is with labels, and my problem with labels is that I feel like as a queer person, I'm giving straight people a way to, like, understand me. Like, because queer people, straight people don't, understand queerness Mm -hmm. they can't because they don't experience it Mm -hmm. they might respect it but they they can never they cannot fully understand it Mm -hmm. so they try by like putting us into little boxes that make sense in their brains i think um but where i am right now i'm like i don't need you to understand me i don't care if you understand me Mm -hmm. i think it's important to understand me and i think until lgbtq people have full equal rights in all states which isn't where we are right now like um we need to push for understanding mm-hmm. however i'm like i don't need you to understand me i need you to just respect me mm-hmm. and like you don't need to put me in a box for that that's the t true because and especially because like like in the definition of identity politics is the word exclusive like it's built on the idea that there's like an in and an out mm-hmm. but what's clear to me is that the boxes that we've sort of put ourselves in are not boxes. They they have fuzzy edges. Like, they bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. And so we have all these, like, contradictions between these different... Like, how can you be in this box and that box and this box? Like, so, like, identity politics has its, I think, limits. Mm-hmm. And it has its dangers. Um, because when you put yourself in a box and there's an in and an out, first, firstly, you're like you're limiting solidarity like within like a broader community like straight people and queer people like when you're when you're sort of putting yourself in a box of queer like you're separating straight people from like advocating in a way Mm -hmm. and also like within various struggles in my mind it sort of like limits intersectionality to like say oh this identity is not a part of this community or is a part of this separate community like to separate everything i think does harm to the idea of intersectionality which is built on like that everything is connected and also like to advocate for a social cause you have to advocate for like everyone who's affected by it not just the most privileged mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah um and i feel like 
a lot of what you're like an example of what you're describing are like he him lesbians <laughs> like um who i love i love he him lesbians i think that is i think that is just the the cat's pajamas the bee's knees yes i believe it's a, a bee who has knees wearing cat pajamas <laughs> um and like i know some he him lesbians um do you want to do you want to describe that to the crowd yeah so it's a lesbian who uses he him pronouns so like my one friend is a trans man and he um and he identifies as a lesbian mm. which when you look at it at a baseline it might be confusing to certain individuals who who have this idea and a valid idea that only women can be lesbians because that's mm-hmm. how it was for so long but um but like that's why this focus on identities needs to like take a take a breather because what are you gonna do you're gonna go into someone's house with a gun and be like you can't call yourself a lesbian right um he can do whatever he wants exactly <laughs> and that's why like for me it's like a balancing act between identify however you want like and I think there's importance and relevance to identifying as something that's unique and and sort of different and feels true to you. Mm-hmm. If a f- label feels right to you, like I'm I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't use it. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I'm like, what's the use in calling yourself a he him lesbian? Like, or even a trans man? Like that's a label, mm-hmm. um, one that we've sort of declared socially necessary, but. I don't think it's necessary. Like, I've been talking about with you, mm-hmm. how, like, what if you just, like, stopped identifying as trans? Mm-hmm. Like, I just identify as... I mean, legally, I'm female. So I'm not... I'm not MTF. Right. Legally, I'm a female. So that legally, it's not fraud for me to say that I'm a woman. Exactly. And it's so complicated because then it's, like, there's probably then people who would be, like you're you're separating yourself from us like you're trying to you assimilate know, assimilate or whatever I get like that a lot. yeah i'm sure you do yeah but then on the other hand i'm like but why are you forcing this person to adopt this label mm-hmm. like it's counterproductive you're saying that like you need to label yourself so that we know that you're oppressed with us that mm-hmm. you we, you we know that you're part of our struggle mm-hmm. and i'm like well why is it your fucking business mm-hmm. and then um conversely cis people need you to identify as as trans so they can recognize you as undesirable exactly mm-hmm. even though they might desire you mm-hmm. then it's like that label to them turns a switch off where they're like not inter- i'm not interested yeah even if they would be without knowing that fact which is cuckoo bananas which is cuckoo bananas and just it goes to show how like labels are so backwards and it's like it's such a complicated issue my brain is like working on a thousand miles a minute right now to try to like wrap my head around this but like when we put ourselves in these boxes in my opinion we're doing it for the benefit of those who are not sharing our our oppression or our struggle Mm -hmm. like when i call myself queer it's honestly at the end of the day it feels like something for other people mm-hmm. because i don't care how i identify like i know how i feel and i feel like sometimes labels are oppressive to me and i'll get into that later but then it's like um calling yourself trans is a is for straight men to be like 
oh, I'm not interested now. Mm-hmm. Versus like there's there's no need for that if they're just attracted to you. And it, honestly, like putting those labels on, yes, it does achieve solidarity, and it yes, it does help like create visibility which is really important mm-hmm. but on the same side it also allows people to further oppress you mm-hmm. i think it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that respect yeah um and another part of this conversation and i we've definitely discussed this before mm-hmm. is that all of the variation of identities along like the bisexuality spectrum yes. like all the different micro labels within the multi gender sexual orientation mm. moment um i feel like some of them are unnecessary when did we talk about this did we talk about this on the podcast i don't know like what's your example like wh- um just like why do we need to micro label ourselves down to pan and buy oh yes unless of course if that is something that is like truly truly important it, it, the cornerstone of your sexuality is the is the slight definition difference between the two go off the cornerstone of your being yeah like you have like you need it and yeah i think we were talking about this off the pod i think that's mm-hmm. probably what happened um that one that one that particular example is one that bothers me a lot i had a friend we're no longer friends anymore for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. but this kind of our, our arguments about this definitely like laid the foundation i at the time had just come out as bi mm-hmm. like just maybe like that summer or a couple of months but previous um and this person identified as pan mm-hmm. and they were telling me that i was invalidating non-binary people Pause. and trans people by saying that i was bi and I said, well, that's not what being bi means for me. Yeah. So how are you going to tell me what that means f- for me? And they were like, well, that's how I feel about it. And so that's like, because their definition of pan, which isn't the isn't the actual definition of pan as we know it today. Mm-hmm. This was like a discourse that was at its heat, like sort of two, three years ago. For them, pan was like all genders and bi was two genders. And I think now we've understand that pan is regardless of gender mm-hmm. and bi is two or more genders. Like mm-hmm. now there's that differentiation. Mm-hmm. But there are still people who are arguing about this difference and who care so much about about showcasing that difference. Like mm-hmm. there's someone that we know recently who posted something very explicitly like explaining the differences between those two things which right. is like that's right. so interesting great thanks for sharing but i'm like what's the purpose in that why are we explaining to cis people during pride month the difference the minute differences between bisexuality and pansexuality if not to just like help them understand what boxes we fall into mm-hmm. because like i don't know how i don't know what the difference is for me like yeah i'm attracted to people of two or more genders but i'm also attracted to people regardless of their gender so that I, I don't understand mm-hmm. then how I fit into that. Mm-hmm. So it's stupid. Because if you are, even this is the first thought I had when I first heard about pansexuality. I think it was like freshman year of high school. Mm. I was like, okay, so if you're bi and you're attracted to like, to like multiple genders, wouldn't aren't you technically attracted to those people regardless of their gender because you're attracted yes. to all all bodies all types of bodies 
So, like, wouldn't you... I don't know. I, I, I really yes. don't know. No, I think you, you have a point there. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps, and I'm not an expert on this topic because mm-hmm. I truly don't give a shit. But, <laughs> like, I think the difference is that, like, you are still taking their gender into account. Mm-hmm. With pansexuality, I could be wrong on this, and if I am, I apologize. Like, I think with pansexuality, it has less to do with, like, you don't, con- you're not conceiving of gender in that same sense. Okay, that makes sense. It's sort of hard for my brain to wrap around, but because, that makes sense. Because the differences are very small. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we've sort of carved out these, like, niches for us, which, again, like, has its place. But then, like, in my own personal experience, it's ha- like a queer person has turned against me mm-hmm. because I was identifying as bi, mm-hmm. which I think to me was, like, a sort of a catalyst in me feeling like i labels do us a lot more harm mm-hmm. it like not only do i feel like it caters to and we're specifically talking about labels in the queer community not only does it cater to like straight cis people but it also like divides us mm-hmm. it divides us in a in a literal sense because you're like oh you're this i'm this i'm that and this and also it like we're all arguing about like who's what and where we all fit and i'm like it doesn't fucking matter mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter and another feeling I've been having, which I've been I've been mentioning, but I haven't had the chance to really like explain, is two three years ago when I first came out, like I really heavily identified as bi, mm-hmm. like that was ha- what I felt, and I think a lot of that for me was that because it was like uh, normalized mainstream mainstream sort of accepted mm-hmm. thing, and there is certainly biphobia, and it's certainly like confusing for a lot of people, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more mainstream than other labels like Pan, mm-hmm. which I didn't fully understand, but also didn't really know where I fit in with that. But now, like, I don't really identify with bi so much anymore because because of the societal understanding of it. Because it does feel like bi has this, like, 50-50 thing in my head where you're, like, you're equally attracted to all these genders. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just not how it works for me like Mm -hmm. i have like what i'm attracted to is like there are like shades and differences and like multiplicities Mm -hmm. so i feel like now i more identify as queer um because i just like like the ambiguity and i like the the gray space Mm -hmm. um versus like bi to me feels like sort of like very distinct Mm -hmm. um which it might not for other people and that's totally okay but like Mm -hmm. for me that's what it sort of has felt like um, and so I've been moving away from that label altogether. And I just like, I'm giving myself another label. Like I saw my, I call myself queer, but to me, queer is less about sexuality and what it, like what exactly your sexuality means and more about like a way of living. Mm-hmm. No, that's really true. That's really true. Because like the queer community is just like you love or live your life differently than straight people yeah. and there and then cishet people and there is a culture there and there's a way of life there yeah that's like really important to like both of us and yeah. most queer people so i definitely agree do you identify as straight um, like a straight woman you know i do identify as straight which is disingenuous but but like i it's just like the attraction i feel toward women is so minute and rare 
that like it's really not even worth me identifying no, totally as like not as queer and like a sexual orientation sense um i only brought it up because i, I that's what that was what i figured not to put you on blast mm-hmm. but like because i've referred to you as queer mm-hmm. even though you are i think straight in terms of your sexuality you're still yeah. queer because yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a tea girl you but like <laughs> you you experience life in a different way than like normality yeah totally which to me is queer which is the because i often see people pushing for an lgb community which is uh, which is literally triggering i hate that yeah that's like so gross but like that's the distinction that's the important distinction what you just brought up is that like queerness and like the lgbt i honestly hate the LGBT community. I much rather for calling it the queer community. It's mm-hmm. so like the queer community. Because it envelops everyone. Mm-hmm. Literally by doing LGBTQ and then they put the plus to be like nice. Yeah. It's just like it's boxes. Anyway, yeah. I tried to do it. <laughs> it's LGBTQ plus those fucking weirdos. Yeah, plus all those other <laughs> freaks who don't deserve to have their initial here. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um But no, yeah. That's so like yeah. queerness is just like you live your life differently and like yeah so like that's really the, the distinction that i that i that i live for um 100 can we take a quick little break yeah let's do it mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Okay, we're back. What were you going to say? Um, so the rhetoric I see regarding why, like, bisexuality is bad, quote, mm-hmm. unquote, is as, like, you mentioned your 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 pal, your once pal. <laughs> Ex-pal. Your nemesis. Um, <laughs> it stated that, like, it's invalidating toward non-binary people because, simply because of the prefix bi, meaning two, meaning binary, which I don't think, I don't think... I don't think bisexuality implies um, two. I don't think it implies that that there is a binary and there's no spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Which is like it's just like people not being able to people taking things for face value, people taking things very literally, is a problem. I feel like people have like mm. you can't read into the connotation, like. The That's connotation true. is that you're like by just some random prefix. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, exactly. The word. And I'm just thinking now, do we like the label straight? Do we like that label? No, because straight means that you're, you're on the straight path. Mm-hmm. You're on the straight and narrow. You're, you're. Yeah. 
Um, You're going I remember, forward. I remember our, our pal Emily, who did the, the health. Yes. She would always say that she hates the word. She hates the term straight. She always identifies as heterosexual. Because she felt mm. that, like, calling herself straight is incredibly rude to to um to queer people pop off and i i really i i do agree with that but then at the same time i'm more straight than i am heterosexual heterosexual is too scientific for me (laughs) yes yeah like and then homosexual well that one we're moving that one no one says homosexual is almost a slur at this point (laughs) if someone's calling you homosexual i'm like uh, I'm I'm huh? what you what'd you call me? I'm like unless you're my doctor and even then I'm like don't yeah. do that honey. <laughs> yeah. Um no I that's very interesting. I because like straight, heterosexual, homosexual again, these are all just labels. Mm-hmm. And like the the dream would be to live in a world where like you just navigate it as you wish mm-hmm. and you have the partners that you wish mm-hmm. and there's no need to like police anyone. There's no treatment of people differently um but i think unfortunately in this country because of religion Mm -hmm. um a lot of people like need to know whether or not they accept you need to know whether or not which is so flawed because the whole point of christianity and specifically catholicism is that Mm -hmm. everyone sins so like there's no difference in like you being a fucking alcoholic and beating your wife true and like and and a queer person like in the eyes of Christianity, those are both sins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, why is one okay and one isn't? And to me, it's just about stigma, obviously, um, and and difference. But it's like, we, we don't live in that world because of in religion. But I think we need to move as a society away from putting us in these boxes because it just, like, it's unnecessary. And especially when you see the potential for a place where like we don't have to come out of the closet mm-hmm. we don't have to like you know like declare ourselves or we don't have to know who you sleep with to understand you as a person like once you see that as an opportunity and a potential like the way that we live now seems like absolute garbage mm-hmm. barbarism barbarism i'm like why do why do you need to fucking know who i have sex with yeah i'll tell you that if i want to and i will because i do want to <laughs> yeah but you don't need that um but then at the same time if oh. we're living in a post-label world how am i going to know if you are attracted to me how am i going to know if this man is gay or not how am I going to know mm. if he, if this woman is attracted to women or not? Because, and I think of like, let's go to the club, right? Mm-hmm. We're at the club. We're dancing at the club. No one's like, has a flag. With the, it's like, I'm gay. Like, come dance with me. Right. Right. You just like, you sense people. Mm-hmm. I can usually tell who's queer. Same, same, I can same. usually tell uh, because I'm queer. Like, I'm, I've been trained to understand that and to recognize that experience in other people. So... Like, how would you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The same way you do at a club, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, and there is that point in a conversation where I feel like, again, like, and now I'm just thinking, like, with, with men who mostly identify as straight, but, like, are somewhere in the middle of the Kinsey scale, mm-hmm. um, but they call themselves straight. I'm like, those men would probably, there would probably be more of them who are 
in relationships with men if there wasn't such a big stigma mm-hmm. and such a possessiveness over straightness. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a straight man, even if you like have perhaps queer um, feelings, it's much more easier to be straight. So why would you not do that? And so, But then if we take away the labels, then you can just sort of like develop a relationship with someone and then over time... If it feels right, even if you identify as straight or would identify as straight in the label world, mm-hmm. like then that relationship just happens. So it's sort of like you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. You 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 figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you you sense that in other people. Yeah. So so I, I but I get your point. No 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 no. I, I also a good question. get your point. Um, and I think part of part of the problem, as you brought up, is the way we raise our male children is really atrocious Mm. and you can really tell in that there are so many more women who openly identify as bi and there are so many more trans men in the world because we teach like those who we view as female those assigned female at birth to be more in touch with their emotions and to be more okay with these feelings yeah um and like little trans girls are like they're taught that masculinity is so important and it's like a shield and it like protects them that they don't want to come out and Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with little gay boys little bi boys um and as you said specifically like with these men who are like 90 percent straight 10 percent like a little attracted to men like they are never going to be able to explore that side of themselves because they need their straightness as like a safety blanket yeah and then you have to like in a sense then let's say your friend knows that you're in a relationship with a man and you identify straight and they're like so are you bi now like what are you like and it's like the you don't need to know that information Mm -hmm. like you don't need to know that they're anything but unfortunately the majority which is straight people love being straight and they need it it's Mm -hmm. like it's like a power thing um and that's why labels in the queer community, I feel like, are bogus because it's the way of for straight people to be like, oh, and you're down there. Like, we're up here and you're down there. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just makes me think of, which we've talked about a million times, but we will bring up again, that one TikTok that that man made about straight men who have gay sex. I was just about to bring up that concept. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. Basically, there was this guy who was talking about how you can be straight and have sex with men mm-hmm. because you are you still identify as straight and you still only want to pursue relationships with women but you want to pursue sexual relationships with men mm-hmm. and i made a video in response to that and i think these are still my feelings which is that like how you identify is valid and i don't give a shit but like the problem with that concept is not that you identify as straight, but the fact that, like, you feel like you need to identify as straight. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that that's some... Because, some, obviously, if you're... In my in my humble opinion, if you are pursuing or interest, If you are a man pursuing a relationship with another man, sexual, romantic, or otherwise, mm-hmm. you're queer. Mm-hmm. Because you don't experience sexuality in the traditional sense. And I think no one probably does, but people like to put themselves in that box um and in this post-label world that we're dreaming of like it wouldn't matter 
mm-hmm. that maybe maybe it's true you only like pursuing romantic relationships with women but you like every once in a while to pursue a sexual relationship with a man like that's super valid mm-hmm. but to me that's not straight like and and again i don't care how you identify i just think the 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 underscore of that is that those men need straightness Mm -hmm. and so even if they might be somewhere different on the spectrum straight is the most convenient label for them Mm -hmm. and this gay man who was like you can be straight and fuck men is just like buying into that and privileging straightness in a way that's harmful because like and a better argument is like why does it matter what Mm -hmm. you identify as Mm -hmm. you pursue relationships with women and sometimes men like okay great let's not put a label on you but he was saying like their label is valid and i was like i think that's just the wrong way of approaching that question Mm -hmm. personally um the more we talk about this the more i really do i really do believe our society and like the mental health of all human beings would skyrocket if we just stopped labeling ourselves and we we should definitely continue to celebrate the differences between us mm-hmm. and we're not talking about some assimilation into one unit mm-hmm. but definitely if if there was no need to declare yourself as anything then like yeah you're not there's just so many different factors mm-hmm. there's so many different factors and and i think a big part of it was if we got away from this specifically gendering labels um this fear of being attracted to trans people would would go away yeah there would be there would be no stigma yeah the stigma is completely man-made i think and as you're saying that i think my opinion is sort of developing into i think labels have their place Mm -hmm. and i think throwing away labels has its place i just think that like if we're looking at the binary between no labels and labels, no labels is the better option. Mm-hmm. Like labels increase um, awareness, visibility. It allows us to recognize who's in our community mm-hmm. and identifying struggles and mm-hmm. identifying desires in terms of self-advancement of our community. And that those are all really powerful things. And without identifiers like that, it's hard to generate conversation or at least streamline conversation mm-hmm. because you can still have conversation about these things without labels. But I feel like without labels, there's a lot less stigma. There's a lot less oppression. There's a lot less difference. Um, we're sort of just like boiling down to the fact that we're all humans who experience gender and sexuality in our own unique way. Like that's what, like uh, there's so many people on this planet but I don't think anyone experiences gender and sexuality in the same way mm-hmm. as someone else. We just, we can't. Mm-hmm. We all have different quirks, different interests, different things that we like, different fetishes, different mm-hmm. sexual partners, different gender identities. Like, and all of those things add up to something unique. Mm-hmm. And so to like, then to break apart all of those things, that one image of ourselves into like all these different boxes and ideas, I think does harm to us. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we're all, we all are different Mm -hmm. and like, what's the purpose of chunking ourselves apart for other people? No, that's, 
that's a really good point like the things that you're interested in and the things that you believe you are is one cohesive unit and there's no there's no good reason why you should fracture all these little things that are so intertwined with one another that don't make sense um without context that's the one and you need to like have this full image and if and i think that's the thing we should do and if we do that then there's no there's no need to label that because it's too it would be far too complex yeah so like like you don't need to section off like what type of person you're attracted to how you're attracted to them what you are et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. your fetishes your your body type even yeah yeah um the types of body types you're attracted to um exactly. whether you're blonde phobic or not <laughs> <laughs> because they all form together in this one idea and i'll like say a personal piece of it mm-hmm. which is that like for a long time i've i've felt weird about sex because mm-hmm. when i've had sex with people who i don't really know like a casual hookup with some like a an, a stranger basically i've not really enjoyed the experience the fullest mm-hmm. like in a literal sense um so it it's and and for me like it was really weird and i thought that like is this because like i need these specific fetishes to be fulfilled or is it because like i'm not really attracted to anyone and then i was in a long relationship and i never had any problems experiencing that or or feeling like i was sexually fulfilled and so then for me i was like well then do i need an emotional connection with this person so am i demi demisexual and and like is that what i am and now i'm at this place where i'm like i don't like i why am i trying to put another label on myself mm-hmm. like i think it's probably truthful that for me I need to know you as a person at least a little bit and understand you and like sense your vibe so I feel comfortable and I can immerse myself in the experience of sex. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to always be watching it from afar and like trying to figure out what's going on. And like if you're liking it, if I'm liking it, what's happening? Um, I can't like be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I experience sex. And then it's like, well, that's that's fine like i don't feel like i need to put anything else on top of that or another label onto myself to to feel that way and as we currently live like yes i probably do fall somewhere on the asexual spectrum in that respect um because i'm not just like i'm attracted to people but not in the full sense by just a physical appearance Mm -hmm. um you're an ace king maybe i am (laughs) um but it just like it doesn't matter to me and then i feel like there's this compulsion that i've been like trained to have Mm -hmm. where i'm like i need to do that to myself and i'm just like i need to remind myself every once in a while like fuck that shit Mm -hmm. no like it doesn't matter and like because today i was thinking about demisexuality because andrew cuomo's daughter came out as demisexual yeah my dad was telling me about that yeah which like pop off queen good for you yeah um but that, like, there's a part of that that makes me angry that that's such a big deal. And, like, I'm glad that she's raising awareness to that. But then I'm, like, I, I have a, I have conflicted thoughts about demisexuality and, like, how that fits into the queer community. Because it's not, 
Demisexuality isn't the type of person you're attracted to. Correct. So it's not... It shouldn't be considered a sexual orientation. But then, then, what about polyamory? Because polyamory, it's also not about who you're attracted to. It's about the type of relationships that you enjoy. Is that a different thing? But then here we are with another label that That's, we haven't even gotten to. No, literally. Because like now, now in my mind, there's gender, there's sexuality, and there's like relationships i guess like that's yeah. our third box of like our third umbrella category yeah right and maybe all and i think in my mind there's a big umbrella and all of those three things fall under the umbrella of queerness mm -hmm. and then there's like specific gender identities specific sexual identities and specific ways of navigating partners and relationships mm -hmm. i guess even though i would even I say don't know. It's so funny i would even say there's four okay and that so there's sexual orientation gender identity relationship like i guess the only two things under relationship would be here we're going polyamory and and monogamy and then the fourth one is where you are along the asexuality spectrum t and there's an uh, i, I is there a an, fifth one there's a fifth one oh my god what is that fetishes true true because that to me is not maybe that's under sexuality mm -hmm. But to me, that's like a whole separate piece. And you know, kinks and fetishes are are by definition different. Yeah. F yes, I know. A fetish is something that you, you need. need. That you, you need. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Isn't that? I didn't know that until recently. Yeah, it's an important distinction. Like fetish is something you need in order to climax, to feel, to feel that like mm -hmm. pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then kink is just something you like. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's fucking six. So maybe there's six. <laughs> and but then it's like. Then it's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? Because, Len, yeah. I, like, when I texted you today, I was like, are people with fetishes part of the LGBTQ community? <laughs> like, if you're straight with, like, a furry fetish, like, yeah. are you part of the LGBTQ community? Are, no. Yeah. Not as we currently define it, but yeah. perhaps they should be. Yeah. But then it's like, that's that's where this, to me, becomes stupid. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, we're now creating arbitrary reasons that certain people are in and certain people are out. And that's why I'm like sort of contradicting myself with demisexuality because it's like we're creating a reason why that should or should not be involved in the queer community. And I think there's a difference between an oppression based off of being trans mm -hmm. or being attracted to someone of the same sex and um, only liking someone if you – or only <laughs> – feeling sexually fulfilled if you know them emotionally right. i don't think that's you don't experience oppression yeah. because of that and that i think is the difference yeah. with dem with demisexuality specifically unless you're demi and queer and and you know what i've noticed mm -hmm. is when people um there are some on tumblr there are some um asexual people mm -hmm. along the asexuality spectrum that are creating slurs because they think slurs are fun words only only x x type of people can say that's what they have confused oh, no. slurs. they think it's funny they think it's fun secret word absolutely not that's not a slur you can have a fun secret word <laughs> yeah Go for it but literally, I saw, like, I saw this one TikTok that was, like, describing this random new sexuality. I don't even remember what the details mm. of it were. They were like, this is, this is the word. This is the definition. And this is our slur. Mm. Don't say it unless you're 
bisexual. Like to be a slur, it's because you have to be like it has to be used as a tool in your oppression. Yeah, like faggot was a tool used to delegitimize and demasculinize gay men. Yeah, so that's why we've reclaimed it. No, that's so that's silly, willy. And then outside, you know, we haven't even gone to. Wait, should we take a break before we get there? Yes, let's take a break. What have we gotten to? We haven't even gotten to the labeling that we do to ourselves outside of queerness. Where, um, because then outside of queerness, there is nationality, ethnicity, race. Religion. Um, religion. Uh, mental health. Body type. Body type. Um, and then, and then I promise, I promise to you. <laughs> I promise to you, the viewers, and Daniel Kushner. I promise to you. Look at them. We, yes. <laughs> if we continue along this path very, very quickly, by 20... What year is it? 2021. Mm-hmm. By 2023, by the end of 2023, I promise... The next label is going to be whether you're pretty ugly or average. I sent you an article mm-hmm. that someone was like, we need to talk about lookism. And I was like, not lookism. Because at the end of the day, when you really, really think about it, there's a point being made. Oh, 100,000% there's a point being there's made. There's a point being made. But also, oh no. <laughs> but also, shut up. Don't create a struggle. Because then because then you're going to have these proud uglies. Right. Where they, the way they're going to be proud of being ugly Meanwhile, they should be fucking ashamed of it. No. <laughs> no, but it's a, a pretty privilege is real. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, and, and racism is real. And, yeah, and, totally. Oh, and xenophobia yeah. is real. Yeah. Like, these things are real. And that's why identity politics was, be, has began. Is mm-hmm. because, like, in the 20th century, like, that, like, we were emerging with all of these, like, understandings that you can't just rule at least in this country, you can't just have one class of people mm-hmm. ruling. Like, let's not forget, it wasn't until the 20th century that women could fucking vote. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't until the 20th understand. century that black people weren't segregated. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things, and identity politics was created in response to the, that oppression. Mm-hmm. And that's why I understand it, and I value it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, we can't shed identity politics yet. We can't shed labels mm-hmm. because, like, they're necessary in advocating for rights mm-hmm. and equality. However, that's not to say that they don't do harm. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that, like, specifically, I'm thinking, like, race, which is literally an arbitrary social construct, as is gender. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just, like, further putting us in boxes and while, like, there is truth to it based off of social understandings of each other, by digging our heels in, we're making it worse. Like, race was a concept that was forced on us, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. to control certain populations. Mm-hmm. The same thing with gender. Yeah. And I think identity politics is in this moment now where we're reckoning with that. But the next step is shedding it. Mm-hmm. Is being like we don't need this anymore. We've we don't need that. We don't need to be accepted. We don't need to be this. We need to be. We need to stand up for ourselves and say, "You're gonna fucking treat me like an equal because I'm a person, mm-hmm. not because I'm X, Y, or Z, and I deserve X, Y, or Z." Mm-hmm. Right? Which is a which is a minute difference, but 
I, in my opinion, an important one. Yeah. And also, I'm not here to speak on anyone else's struggle or anyone else's, and you can feel differently. Yeah. I can only speak on what I experience as a white queer person. Yeah. Um. And, and back to this like, like absolutism of these of labeling, when when feminists when certain feminists say that like there's no way a, a man can oppress a woman uh, there's no way a woman can oppress a man that's preposterous that's preposterous because <laughs> because these white cishat women are so attached they're they're one degree off being the most privileged class they're one degree off being white cishat men so they are latching on to their womanhood and they are completely blind to the fact that they are white to the fact that that like s- like white women oppress black people I- i'm thinking specifically black men yeah black men like the fear that black men have or or have talked about mm-hmm. where they feel like they have to be super they have to perform sort of like niceness and joy mm-hmm. so that white women don't feel unsafe around them because- I'm like that's that's not black men's fault mm-hmm so to say that you can't oppress them, you are. Yeah. Not, you can't, but, and here's the one. Mm-hmm. You can't oppress them for being a man, but their race is inseparable from their masculinity. Mm-hmm. So to say like, I can't oppress you, you're a man. I'm like, no, but yeah, maybe you can't oppress them because they're a man, but you can oppress them mm-hmm. for, and they're a man. Yeah. Because they're more than just a man. Yeah. They have everything alongside it. Yeah. And, like, literally, you're just ignoring history. You're just ignoring present day. And it just goes to speak for their privilege. And that's why I think even if you even if you dissect away the transphobia of radical feminism, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I don't think radical versions of most ideologies work. Because when you, because radical when you it's radicalize something you get to the you go to the absolute root of it, and when you go to the absolute root of it, it just doesn't make sense because you don't have any of the context anymore. Mm. So it just like doesn't it really just doesn't make sense. That's a good point. Because like with radical feminism, there is no intersectionality. You're just a woman, which is ridiculous. No, you're absolutely right. You you, you take away like the shades <laughs> of what it means to be a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, when you break, when you boil it down to like concept, you lose the humanity. Mm-hmm. You lose the realism. Mm-hmm. Like when you said radical, I think of like radical socialists mm-hmm. who are like revolution. Let's have a revolution. Let's overthrow. And I'm like, okay, work. But like we live in this world, mm-hmm. so like that's not completely realistic. Mm-hmm. Although it's idealistic, and I'm I'm right there with you on the ideal. Yeah. I'm like that's not the world that we experience. There will be no revolution in the United States. Because there are too no. many white people. Not for, and there, and yes, and not for many, un- until, until lower class white people start realizing that they're also oppressed for class. Mm-hmm. No, and they're not. They're holding on to their whiteness. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't even get into Trump right now. But like, that's why Trump was so alluring is because he made people feel privileged, mm-hmm. even as his administration actively work to deprivilege those people mm-hmm. the trickery the, the trickery the gaggery and you know what anyone who says trump is stupid you're mostly right <laughs> <laughs> he's a buffoon but he 
There's endearing properties of him, certainly. And he understands how to get people. Mm-hmm. He un- Clearly, that's his literal, his entire life has been built on that fact. Mm. So, if you think he's dumb, you are vastly um, under, what's that, under, under expecting, under, uh, under Underwhelmed? Under, when, under. No, under exaggerating? Under, that, oh. what, whatever under exaggerating, whatever the word for that is. What is the word for that? Oh, no. Um. Or dumb. <laughs> under, um. Because there's an over, too. Yeah. Word for under-exaggerating. Like, you're unexpecting me. <laughs> like, they say it on Drag Race. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> they say it on Drag Race all the time. You're under-expecting no, me? No, no, no. Not that. No, I'm trying to find the word. I'm putting all these words together. Under. Underwhelming. Oh, my God. They're going to be... <laughs> the viewers are going to be so upset at us for not knowing I this. know. I know Anna Timon knows the word already. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's our valued, intelligent listener. Um, under... Un- you know what I'm trying to say. No, 100%. <laughs> no, 100 And it's not under and overstated. Um, oh, my. This is so sad. Wait, shut up. I wish you could phone in a friend. Under expecting. Under-represent. I'm going to phone a friend. <laughs> Wait, literally call I'm calling Maddie. Smart. <laughs> under appreciate. No. You're, you're close at that one. Under. Um. <laughs> Let's see if Maddie picks it. Hi, you Natalie. That fucking bitch is on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> good, good, good. Get her, get her, get her. Maddie, you have to answer. We're dying here. I call Amelia too if she doesn't pick up. Oh, she's smart. Hello. Hi. Okay, we're recording a podcast episode. We need your help. Okay. We are Hello. stuck on a. We're stuck on a word. It's okay. not over and under exaggerating, but what's it called when you underestimate? No, <laughs> you did it. You did it. Oh my God, we Maddie, we have been trying to find this word. For a solid, <laughs> because I was like under exaggerating, like I, you are unexpecting me, like. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think your brain power just got me there. I'm oh my god! You do nothing. <laughs> it helped. It helped. You literally just called me just to say it. You're right. Okay, oh I love you. I'll text okay, you soon. Bye. Bye. I'm going to scream. Um, you are vastly <laughs> underestimating What's Donald the Trump point? Oh. If you think if you think he's dumb. Wow. You're right. No, cuz he's smart. We his, however are not. Clearly. You know what I want to talk about too? Uh-huh. I want to talk about how we then put labels like on ourselves for what purpose mm-hmm. within the queer community i'm thinking i'm specifically thinking within gay culture we like put ourselves in the box of like twink mm-hmm. bear jock mm-hmm. otter whatever top and bottom top bottom side side <laughs> side um i can't with sides um and i'm like what's the purpose in that mm-hmm. because like in my opinion, if you're attracted to someone, you're attracted to someone. What's the point? Because, like, in the boxes that we've created, I think I'm a twink. 
Mm-hmm. I think I might have graduated to an otter. I think you graduated since you've been working out and everything. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I'm like, I never was really a twink when I was a twink because I have body hair. Mm-hmm. So how I possible? wouldn't call you. I'm thinking back to you how beefy and beautiful you looked in, <laughs> in Atlantic City. I wouldn't call you a twank. Twunk. <laughs> a twunk. A twunk. You're you're kind of hunky. You're hunky Thanks. for sure. I'm a hunky skinny. Skinny hunk. A, a yummy, yummy. Oh, baby. Um, but I... So I'm like, what's the purpose in that? Because mm-hmm. to me, I hate that. I hate that. And I, I think some yeah. people feel pride. Specifically, I think bears. They're like, I'm a bear. And I love being a bear. Um, I'm like, okay, cute. You love being a bear and you're proud of your body. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. But I'm like, why can't you just be proud of your body without calling yourself an animal? <laughs> I feel like bears and... Um, the leather kink community mm. feel a certain like feel like they're the elderly people of of the gay community. They yes. feel like they deserve to be respected 100. because they like fought for our rights. And there's there's points, mm. but shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what's the purpose there? Yeah, that's the whole, and that's like the moral of the story. I think is that like. We've we've created labels as a way to like liberate us and to free us and mm-hmm. to like showcase us to the world, but I just like I, I want to move past that because I think it actually does a lot of harm. And the more focus we put on like labels, I'm like, let's look at corporate pride, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like I hate Pride Month is like I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I I mean I love capitalizing on it, but I hate it um, yeah. because it's not for us. And it, it's it's other people appropriating their own creation uh-huh. of being straight or being gay and that being totally diametrically opposed things that we need our own month. Um, yeah. Which, like, yes, again, we're, we need to be liberated, but whatever. Okay, my computer's on 1%. Okay, okay. So I think stop. we need to wrap up. I'm on, I'm on 5, so we can stop. Okay, well, let's wait. Let's... Let's say goodbye. Oh, yeah, bye. Well, um, we love you all. Thanks for listening to another episode of We the Sheeple. This was an interesting one. Yeah. We're smart. We're smart and intelligent and beautiful. And again, how you identify is valid. I fully support anyone's sexual or gender journey. And like, we live in a world right now where labels are necessary and coming out is necessary. I mean, I label myself and come out. So like, I'm a part of it too. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no shame in it. And I just think we have to work towards something better. Yeah. But if you enjoy this episode, Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what other topics you want us to talk about. And we the Sheeple. Mm-hmm. Also follow us at Rainbow Rewatch on TikTok and uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, if we get a thousand followers, I'll post my nudes. Oh, period. Period. Wait, That's a period. Um, wait, I already. Have. Anything you want to say? <laughs> oh, you edited it. Um, oh no 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 no! no. Oh. I said, oh wait, I already have. Um, you have. That's true. Anything you want to say? I love you all, and to all, good night.